Welcome everybody, Joe Kim here with you, with my co-host, Anaya Bogue. And we've got another episode of Rad Parenting. want to thank everyone for all of the emails. As you guys know, a lot of the ideas for the show come from your emails, and we love that. Uh, this week's show is going to be from one of your emails, and it's a cool topic. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about it, um, and I'll just get right into it. This is from... Uh, someone that wrote us, I want to say a couple weeks ago, and Anaya and I have been talking about it, and I was like, you know what? We got to dive into this right now because I think this is a good topic for the show. And like I said, you can always hit us up uh, at radparenting at gmail.com. I set up the show pretty quick there, didn't I? Nice. How how's might everything be the quickest been? ever. How's everything been? Uh, pretty good. Good for you? Yeah. Okay, cool. I usually check in with you to make yeah, sure. Yeah, I know. No, no. It's a busy time, of course, because we have like real girl camps going on and summer's always a little crazier than I like it to be. But, you know, I'm happy. I had Summertime. a little, little vacation. Are you enjoying the summer? Yes. Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure. And you're about to take off, right? I'm about to take off. Joe Sib going on vacation. Nice. That's what I like. Little vacation I'm surprised time. you even have the ability to have vacation. I'll tell you right now, my, va- my vacation just uh, entails surfing, skateboarding, and drinking some course Lights and barbecuing. No so, shirt on at all times. Really? Yeah. That's why you've been working out so hard. No, it's not even about working out. It's not even going to be about working out. It's going to just be about enjoying. I go home every year to Santa Cruz where mm-hmm. I grew up in Northern California. My mom still lives there. My sister's there. Uh, and we, we rent a house right on the beach. And my son and I and daughter and Karen, we just surf. Let's nice. Surf, all four out. of you? Um, not all four of us. My daughter, though, she's getting into it. Uh, but my son and I, do you ever worry about sharks? Do I ever worry about sharks? Everyone asks me that because they've been seeing a ton of great white, great whites in Santa Cruz. I, it's so weird. I am a person that is so nervous of so many different things in my life. Like and that's when I, not one. When I fly, I always touch the side of the plane before I go in. Uh, when I'm just one of those guys, mm-hmm. but with surfing, I've never thought about getting eaten by a shark. Hmm. I don't know why it doesn't cross my mind. Nice. And I've seen all those movies mm-hmm. where the dude is literally eating. It's like Pinocchio yeah, style. Jaws scarred me. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. I never think about and, it. And because I think I didn't grow up close to the ocean, that it's kind of this foreign thing to me. Like I like to be on the beach. I just don't necessarily like to be in the water. Yeah. I grew up in Santa Cruz, in the ocean. And the two things that I still love to do, even at my age, is, is surfing and skateboarding. Love it. Where do you skateboard when you go home? There's a million skate parks up there. You go into the skate park? Oh, yeah. I skate every week. Wow. You didn't know that? Send me some video. No, I did not know that. I skateboard every week. Once a week, I skateboard. There's a skateboard park uh, by my house in Los Angeles. And now in Santa Cruz, there's like literally three skateboards in like three skateboard parks in like a four mile radius. Would I like to live in Santa Cruz? Would you like to live in Santa Cruz? Santa Cruz is cool. You know, I, I mean, I'm. From there, so whenever I come back, it's always one of those places. Would we ever move back? Yeah, but you know, would place, you? Would, would you? I ever move back to Santa Cruz? I don't know. I love I love Southern California. I love mm-hmm. Northern California. It's funny. This is the way it works. Everyone in Northern California hates everyone I in know. Southern California, but everyone in Southern California loves Northern yes, California. I know. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I've been anyway. down here so long that I don't think I could go. Yeah. So I checked in with Anaya Bogue. She's doing good. I couldn't just jump right into the show without asking you how you are. And we were so close to a quick jump in. We were, but I didn't want to. felt like we needed to. Uh, another thing I love doing when I go back to Santa Cruz, I do this once a year, is I do a uh, third annual. Uh, I do a comedy show at a skateboard shop. 
and it is the best. How big thing. is the shop? Well, check it out. There's a shop. It's on 41st Avenue for our listeners that have been up there. It's right on, right before Pleasure Point, right before the hook. There's something called Pleasure Point in yeah. Santa Cruz. Is that where people park and make out? No. Back in the day, Pleasure Point uh, in Santa Cruz was the area where if you were looking to get lucky and spend some money, that's where you'd go on Pleasure Point. They had oh. those places of, those establishments <laughs> existed there. Wow. Yeah. Good to know. I did not know that. Yeah. A little trivia. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, when I go up there, what I love to do is I do uh, a comedy show. I've been doing a stand-up show there for three years, and a friend of mine owns a skateboard shop called The Boardroom. He brings in like a bunch of chairs, a PA system. He makes tacos for everyone that comes. That makes me want to be there. Beers for all the people, and it's free. What day? It's on, it's on like a, we do it by the, I don't know, this, this show will probably have aired already by the time we do it. Okay, but can you just tell me, like, even it'll if you tell me after the show? It'll be August 4th. I think it'll be this week. Like, right now, while you guys are listening to this, you could possibly come okay. and see me perform comedy for free in Santa Cruz, August 4th at the boardroom, 8 o'clock. <laughs> nice. Wow, I had that line. Yeah. Doc. There you go. All right, let's get into okay. our question. You ready? Yeah. All right, I'm going to read this it. And I just want you, I, I'm going to read it, and I just want you to answer it straight from okay. the Okay, got it. Okay, here I'm we ready. go. I'm ready. I'm ready. Huge fan from Canada. Oh, you didn't tell me she was from Canada. That's so awesome. That's how it starts out. Okay. I love every episode and I've always discussed the topics with my husband um, after. I am trying to yell less. <laughs> I've made a point of loving my husband more than my kids. And I've begun to make sure I am focused on my kids when I'm with them. Anea, those are things we've talked about. Oh my about. gosh. I, I, wanna, I have to reply to that email. Okay, cool. Uh, and just so you know, who we're talking about is our friend from Canada, and her name is Carissa. She even said we could use her first name. Carissa. Okay. Carissa. Got it. Here's her question. You ready? Mm -hmm. My question is, I have a nearly five-year-old son who is entering kindergarten and a 10-year-old daughter. My daughter is a competitive dancer and very girly. Last year, my son decided he wanted to dance, and he loved it. He's continuing this year. Because of his sister's influence, he also loves having his nails painted. I have bought him black and orange polish, but he loves every color. How do I handle his desire to paint his nails and the society's pressure that includes boys not painting their nails? I want him to be whoever he wants, and I do not want to emotionally damage him for not allowing him to paint his nails if he wants to. Thank you very much. Boom. Wow. I what are your thoughts? I love that. My thoughts. Hit me. Okay, so my thoughts are, um, first of all, she's, she's on point to be aware that, because uh, it sounds to me what, like what her concern is, she doesn't have a particular issue with if he wants to paint his nails any color. She's a little bit worried about like, what am, if I send him out into the world that way, outside of our little bubble where I'm in control of everything, um, and I'm aware that we still live in a society that says, well, you know, if you're a boy, you're supposed to do this and behave this way, and if you're a girl, you're supposed to do this and behave this way, and otherwise we're going to shame the heck out of you. Can I interrupt real quick? Yeah. Okay, and this is just me, and maybe because I grew up on punk rock and, and David Bowie, mm -hmm. and do people trip out on oh, yeah. the boys painting oh, yeah. the fingernails? Let me just tell or you. the toenails? Back in 2011, so that's not that long ago, there was a huge controversy when 
uh, there was a an image published with the um, by I think it was J a J Crew. J Crew was it with the pink uh, toenails? That's for the boy? right. Yes. Okay. So they had a they featured like this image of one of the designers, one of the J Crew designers, painting her son's toenails pink, and she was like, "I'm so glad that you know my son's favorite color is pink." Um, and people, of course, not all people, but it was enough to like hit the news, and there was some serious controversy, including a couple of psychologists and you know whatever. Um, suggesting that she was doing damage to her son by allowing him to have this pink toenail polish. And I just feel very, very strongly that to send a message about anything to our children that, you know, society should define what color you wear, whether it's shirts or, you know, whether you wear polish or not, whether you have short hair or long hair, what you're allowed to choose to do in the world um, dictates how how well you're being a boy or how well you're being a girl or if it's shameful or not is just, we need to get past it. We, what do we, we do we about, what, and I, I feel that I've seen that happen with toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, when my son was, you know, a little kid, he, he loved, he loved playing princess. Mm-hmm. He wasn't into being the prince. He's like, I want to wear the princess because princess gears is awesome. You, know, you get the dress, you get the hat, you get the whole nine <laughs> yards. I love, I was like, yeah. dude, put that on. Way more interesting. I love Ziggy Stardust. So I, they, when I'm, when I'm joking, when I'm half joking and half not, I just, I just grew up with everyone kind of wears whatever they want to wear. Mm-hmm. But I do remember some parents, maybe different people, um, giving a little bit of like a stink eye with, Oh, he wants to be the princess. So that mm-hmm. is something with people and colors that, that that this woman is ha- that she's uh, sounds like Chris is a little worried yep. that if her son goes there say with I don't know pink pink yeah. toenail polish that he might get yep. you know or little, fingernail polish or, fingernail or whatever polish, he might get might get the stink eye from maybe some of the other parents and, and I think stuff. this is why as parents we often perpetuate um, certain behaviors in our children um, and certain societal norms. It's because we think they're too big for us to take on, and so we we need to we want to be protective of our children. And so I think that there is a way to to both fulfill the obligation that I always say we have as parents to give our children enough space to explore and discover who they are, and to provide a safety net. And I think in this case, it would be absolutely we can paint your nails. And here's what you need to know. There's lots of boys you go to school with that don't have parents that think like I do. They think things like, oh, because you're a boy, you can only, you know, wear blue clothes and stuff with trucks on them and, you know, never play with dolls. And girls are the only ones that wear pink or whatever, wear polish. And it might happen that one of those kids is going to say something to you. And you need to know that nobody gets to decide whether you wear polish or not, what color clothing you wear, how you wear your hair, just because you're a boy. So that he, and in some case it could be a she, is prepared when that comes at him, not to send him out into the world being fearful, but so that he's armed with language and tools that, oh, wait a minute, I've already thought about that, and you don't get to tell me that I'm less of a boy because I've got pink or any color fingernail polish on. Throw this back at you. So everything you said there, I totally agree with, and I think we gave Carissa uh, a a way to tee it up. Hey, check it out. You roll with these colors. That's awesome. Love mm-hmm. that you want to do that. Going to let you know, though, some people might not dig that. That's right. And they might, uh, there might be, a f- you might go, wow, they, they told me they don't dig that. So you're giving him the heads up on that. I love that. What do you do in this case? You got a son, a daughter. Awesome, right? They're great. They come home one day and you bought them. Remember, remember those shirt? What was the shirt with the little alligator on it? 
It was like the collar. It was an oh, eyes on. Oh, yeah, 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 yes, 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 yes. Okay, for, for our listeners right now, they're like, oh my gosh, Joe Sib, a million years old. But anyway, <laughs> I remember these little shirts, and I never wore them, but I remember one of the colors that a lot of the uh, dudes with like the cool hair, um, they were usually the sport guys at my school, um, the jocks, yep. they, they wore this... They would wear pink, mm-hmm. and it was the pink shirt, right? And I always was like, as a punker, I was like, oh, that's cool, man. Like, guy busts pink. That, you know, he doesn't think anything about it. How about a kid that comes home and mom bought him the pink shirt or the, or the you know, maybe light green pants or some kind Whatever. of color that their son or daughter uh, identifies as, that's a girl's color. Mm-hmm. Mom, I'm not wearing pink. That's a girl's color. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dad... You know, to your daughter, I'm not wearing the black T-shirt. That's that's a guy's color, right. Dad. D- that looks that looks super boyish. That's so boy. Yeah. Okay. Do we have an opportunity at that moment to say something, or do absolutely, we, okay. absolutely? And we, now, what do we say? Okay. So first of all, of course, it depends on, I guess, like what your your gender, your goal is as a parent. My goal as a parent, what I think that our goal as a parent, you know, should be, if I dare say, should it again is to allow our children space to express and discover who they are, not to mold and shape them according to your own, like, here's here's the way I grew up, you know, this is the way we did it, this is who I think you should be so that you don't reflect poorly on me, all of that other chatter that we have in our brains. So if that's the goal, then again, we have to say, oh, oh, here, that to me is a sign that he or she is being influenced by society in a way that is narrowing their sense of what they can do in the world based on gender. So in this particular case, the reason it would be important to say, hmm, interesting. So what makes that a girl's shirt because it's pink? Ask the question. Ask the question from a genuine place of curiosity. So, you can know. I, can, I, can, I, can I be the kid? Yeah. Okay, so ask me, go. Okay, so, so, you know, that's really interesting. I thought it was a really great shirt. What makes you think that because it's pink that you shouldn't wear it or you're not allowed to wear it because you're a boy? Because girls wear pink, mom. That's what they do. Girls wear pink clothing, and I'm a, I'm a guy. I'm not going to wear pink because that means I'm a girl then. Interesting. So who do you think gets to decide that pink is a girl color and, you know, blue or black is a boy color? I don't know. How far do I go in character? <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, that's probably like, I don't know. And I'll say, well, what the, I would say, well, what do you, well, what do you think? Because here's the thing. Some people who think that boys are only supposed to wear blue and girls are only supposed to wear pink also think things like, you know, only, you know, mommy should be the one cooking at home. But dad makes the best pizzas, mom. That's right. So can you imagine dad somebody... dad makes Sunday night dinner, mom. Right. So can you imagine somebody saying to daddy, you know, oh, what kind of man are you? Like, your wife should be cooking the pizza. Your wife should be cooking Sunday dinner. And I think that 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 will help to resonate and help that child see, like, oh, wait a minute. Like, somebody who matters to me, I wouldn't want somebody saying that they couldn't do that. And the reason this is so important, and because we happen to be using a boy as an example, um, you know, because I I talk frequently about the damage that we do to girls, but with boys, if we are going to go down that path of allowing our boys to be programmed with these limitations, because because you're a boy, you don't wear pink. Because you're a boy, you can't wear polish. Because you're a boy, you know, X, Y, and Z. You're also going into territory around behavior. Because you're a boy, you're not allowed to cry. The only emotion you're allowed to show if you're a real boy, if you're going to be a real man, is anger. And or violence. And violence. Exactly. And so we have to know that these things are connected. And I think most parents would say, well, of course I want my son and hopefully my daughter to be able to stand up for themselves if they needed to. I don't 
think any of us is saying like, yeah, I want my kid to go out there and feel like the only only uh, emotion that he he can ever express is anger. All those, all that sadness, you know, all that, you know, big joy, any vulnerability. Nope, we, he needs to tuck that away because then we are sentencing our children to being half people, to being unhealthy, to being emotionally broken and limited. Um, and so, what seems like a, a tiny thing is really connected to something much bigger. So true. So true in so many ways. Rewinding really quick with Carissa and her son. Uh, he's dancing, uh, which, which, which is great. She, mm-hmm. And she's totally into that as, as his mother. Uh, he comes home and they did do the, the, the painting of the fingernails. And you know how sometimes your kids and all of our kids do this. Why didn't you tell me? I didn't know. Everyone made fun of me. Mm-hmm. Why did that happen? Right. What, what do you okay, do in so in case? other words, in other words, Carissa has not prepared him. No, no, I'm saying she's prepared him. Hey, people might make fun of you. People might say oh, this. Oh, and you so know? he now comes yeah, back he... and he's like, I, I didn't know it was going to be that bad. Exactly. It really hurt my feelings. What do you do there? Then, then you absolutely have to say so. Imagine, so they are, they behave that way because they don't have parents that are saying, let's explore doing things the way that you want them to do. Nobody, you know, just like, you know, you love, you know, spaghetti with meatballs and your sister doesn't want anything to do with spaghetti. Like whatever, whatever example you need to come up with to say that it's important that you figure out what makes you tick, what brings you joy, what makes you feel passionate, whether it's what you wear or what you do or all any of those things, including like the dancing or that that is an essential part of becoming the best human being that you can become. And those kids, unfortunately, are being limited. Like we really need to just feel sad for them and compassion that, that they are not, they're being limited in what they believe they can, they can be and do and, and in the world. And I think that it's not to say that that'll go away because that kind of peer pressure and response to things we do is so potent, but I think it's important. And I think that the step further we can take as parents is to demonstrate ways that we are challenging those social norms in our in our own lives. So we're not just paying lip service, but we are modeling for our children, you know, here's a way that I, you know, challenged, you know, such and such, even though, you know, somebody said I shouldn't do that because I'm a woman. Yeah. I, I want to I also... I think we should use an example too. Uh, I use an example of like, you know, my son, when he was little, he'd, he'd wear the princess outfit mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Y- even though I know a lot of the parents listening to the show right now are like, I'm totally on board with everything you guys are talking about. Do you ever, I know, and I, and I know this happens to me. Do you ever find yourselves or find yourself sliding into maybe not the color thing, but some sort of placing a stereotype on your son or on your, you have two daughters. Mm-hmm. For me, it'd be my son and daughter. You find yourself catching yourself going, oh my gosh, I just almost did something. I can tell you exactly, and this is going to be a a, kind of an odd example, but we where we were just somewhere like in the last couple of weeks and I couldn't really get into it with her in the moment but so she was sitting and she had like is this your young one my young one yeah thank goodness when you hear the example it was my young one but you know, she's just like kicking it, like on the couch or wherever we were sitting. And she's just like being comfortable. So her legs are like, you know, her knees are apart. And she's, you know, obviously she's got these little underwear on in her, in her dress. But I had to say, don't sit like that. And I said it without thinking. And she's, she being my daughter, looks at the two uh, men that are sitting with us. And she's like, they're not sitting with their legs closed. And I said, you know what? You're right. 
And I said, I'm going to explain to you a little bit more later. But I had to, I was really just buying myself time because on one hand, I mean, somebody could certainly make the argument that like, well, what's the difference between a man sitting with his legs open and his, you know, junk out there versus, you know, a woman sitting with her legs open. And I had to really, you know, think about how was I going to say this to her in a way that made sense. And ultimately I didn't have a good reason. I, I couldn't I couldn't back myself up. I had to say, you know what? <laughs> You're right. You're right. And you should be able to sit like that if it's comfortable. Because that's all she was doing is she was sitting in a way that was comfortable, just as the men at the table were sitting in a way that was comfortable for them. So as conscious as I think I am, the reality is my kids are constantly teaching me stuff. And especially my little one who's less influence. She's got less baggage, you know, societal um, programming. And uh, it, yeah, she taught me something in that moment. And I realized I am not as aware as We're I We're always think learning. I am. Yes. We're always learning, having those moments. Yeah. Whether it's, whether it's, you know, the way your child's sitting at a table or even with, I, you know, I sometimes see if, when you brought skateboarding up, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've seen sometimes, uh, I love it more because I see a lot of young girls skateboarding now. And I, I mm. love seeing them mm-hmm. become a part of the sport. And I mean, and now, oh my gosh, some of the, the some of the better skaters I've seen, these young girls just ripping. Yeah. But I do see sometimes other girls or other you know parents like a little surprised or taken back that there's a girl at the skateboard mm-hmm. park. You know, one thing that that I've always loved is that there I've seen I was at the skateboard park and and this one young girl was just just so above the rest of everybody just ripping in there and i lo- i loved hearing my son say yeah she's the best one here dad yep you know and, and i think and that- not having a, co- a competition because she's a girl right just going i, I don't you know girl boy whatever she's yes. ripping right now and 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 that you know that as a dad makes me you know go okay cool so yep. we're not just judging people on you know there's who they are as a girl or, or yes. as a boy but really uh, in this case, just the better skateboarder at the park. Yeah, and I think that that is going to be something that's going to be more and more common of of our children's generation. But we still have a long way to go, and we have to remember, Joe, that we are in a part of the country. <laughs> I know. Where I forget that. I forget that. And, and that's not to be diminishing to you know, but I just think that we it is more the norm here that we have you know parents that are really trying to you know break out of the box and you, and you know what it is for me. It just it, it, for some reason that color pink really trips people out mm-hmm. and, and I'm, and, and, and I'm not trying to belittle it, but it, for me, it's just like, it's just a color, you know, I mean, I don't even know if you know this. I had pink hair. Did you know that? I, I had pink hair when I was 18. Please want to see a picture. <laughs> I absolutely do. But you know what? Here's what's interesting. And we do this when we do our, um, our real go- real girl and now our real boy programs, we, uh, talk about this whole color thing and, um, we include even the idea of like what, so boys wearing dresses or, 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 you know, what, society telling us what girls are supposed to wear, a boy's supposed to wear. And we show a picture, and I think it's a picture of Roosevelt when he was a baby. And he's got long, curly hair. I've seen the photo. Have you seen it? Yeah. And, and a, a little, this, like, a white little, dress. A little white dress on, yeah. And we, we show them the slide, and we say, you know, do you think that this is a boy or a girl? And, of course, they immediately say, well, it's a girl. Yeah. And then we say, oh, no, no, it's actually. And this is who it turned into. That's Bam. right. That's right. And I think that it's just so, um, it's so useful to, to expand. And, and just to, 
to go back to my comment about like, you know, being in California, I think that what's true of human behavior is that it's easier for us to challenge social norms and do things in, in new different ways when we feel like we have the support of other parents. So for those of you out there who are living in parts of the country that don't have the abundance of, of support around you, um, I would encourage you to try to be, you know, just bold enough to, because I think that sometimes when you, when one person, one parent is bold enough to challenge the way that things are done, it will give another parent that you might not even expect permission to do the same. And all of a sudden you're going to find an ally and there'll be a new norm um, that people will start be, will start to follow. It's just like when you were a kid and you wore the band t-shirt to school that you thought no one was into. Yeah. You generally find out someone's like, oh my gosh, yes. you like them too? Yes. I love them. What's up? And then you make a new friend. Yes. That's it for us. I'm going on vacation. Santa Cruz, here I come. I want to thank everyone for all the emails. First of all, Carissa, up there in Canada, fingernail, yeah, paint the fingernails, paint the toenails, have fun, keep dancing. Also want to thank everyone for the emails. Please keep them coming. Radparenting at gmail.com. Anaya and I are out of here. My name is Joe Sib. And Anaya Bo. Late! <laughs> <laughs>